You are listening to The Whole Half with Anna the Holy Banana. My goal is to keep it real by sharing it all and holding space for others to do the same. All right, welcome back to The Whole Half Podcast. My name is... Anna, the Holy Banana, um, and I'm so excited to have a special guest on the podcast today. His name is Brandon, um, Brandon Shotko, Chef Humble um, is his website, um, but he is a friend I consider first and a student um, from the past couple years. We met when I was at the fitness center at Adirondack Health. Um, and he will share his story, but he was going through some medical, um, physical things and yoga really helped him. And it was extremely powerful to see his transformation over the time that we worked together. Um, it's been a privilege to now get to know him as a friend. Um, but I'll let Brandon take it and introduce himself and tell his story a little bit better. But this is definitely a powerful story that you'll want to pay attention to. So if you're distracted or um, not in a place that you can really focus and listen, definitely set some things down and, and listen in because Brandon has a story to tell. So welcome, Brandon. Uh, first, Anna, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, I feel you know awkward hearing my own voice or but talking to you one-on-one um, on, one on the computer. Usually I'm uh, the student and sitting listening. Uh, so whenever I hear your voice, I always like immediately my attention like goes to like a yoga uh, mindset where I sit and like start breathing uh, and like focus. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I want to start first. Um, I guess, you know, I moved up to Lake Placid uh, for the summer. Uh, buddy had got me a job. Um, I was going through a really tough time. I had uh, been diagnosed with like a neurological disorder. Um, a lot of it was stress related. I mean, I would I would say 90% of it was uh, stress in my life related. And uh, it literally took everything away. I uh, couldn't really talk. Um, I had to go to speech therapy. Um, I went to physical therapy. I was having all these back problems. Um, I couldn't coordinate like the way I could walk or think. Um, so I uh, took a step back, moved up to Lake Placid. I was working at this inn um, right down the street from the medical center uh, where you were working. Um, I remember seeing your card um, at the check-in desk. Part of my job there was to uh, like check people in and like direct them where to go. But um, I saw the holy holy banana uh, card with your face on it and uh, picked it up. Whatever thought about yoga, I remember a doctor had told me yoga would help. Um, and from there, um, I remember that literally that same night, um, some guests checked in and they did an hour of yoga every night before they went to bed. And the same thing every morning. They did an hour when they woke up uh, before they did anything else. And, like, I remember they were, like, talking to me about it. And I really thought yoga was weird. Uh, it just seems, like, kind of out there. Like, uh, not something uh, that I would really go for. But I know that I had heard, like, it was good for stretching, um, great for meditation. You know, a couple years ago um, when I had been addressing stress in my life, I had really... Uh, I tried doing like a meditation course. I did an, a couple. I did two M MBSR courses, uh, like through Brown University Online, and I uh, loved it. And I felt like yoga maybe like a, something that I should try. Um, so I like went to the gym and signed up. Um, and I remember they offered like three free. I think it was you could fill it in better. There was like when you signed up, you got like three free uh, training sessions. Mm -hmm. It was something and, like that where the with the membership came a couple freebie sessions. Yeah, yeah. and I remember the first uh, – so they gave me one session, and the guy that, like, uh, showed me around and, like, gave me the free free training session, I was like, all right, this kid doesn't know what he's doing at all. Like, I know how to work out. Like, I've been going to physical therapy at least for, like, posture. That's pretty much all your core and everything, you know? And, uh, like – but then I just decided to ask the front desk lady, or I can't remember her name, but uh, if she could, um, if yoga could be like a training thing, because I noticed that you did classes there. And then I literally saw you work out one time. And like, uh, it wasn't like a, 
like something about your posture, but like the way like your movements were, uh, everything was like coordinated, but like, uh, like when you're doing squats, like perfect form. Uh, I remember like when you did like, you were training somebody else and like the way you had them stand, like it seemed like they really got it. And like, I was like, all right, I need to do yoga. Like that's the person like that I should have training me, you know, that's I really so want to learn cool. that. You've never told me that. Uh, I didn't realize that. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so like after the first class, like, I think you remember, like I literally couldn't, like I couldn't even do cat cow. Like, uh, no, like, and I I'm start, not, like, having... I am not kidding. The, the progress that you made, it's incredible. Like when Brandon and I first did yoga, I came to class ready to like do sun salutations and like really get him into some good stretches. We literally spent the first session for 30 minutes trying to connect mind and body to get his body to move in cat cow because he like, we didn't have that connection. And I mean, now he doesn't know problem, but just to think that that's where you started is just, wow. It just goes to show. I, know, I get a little uh, teared up even thinking about it because <laughs> like I literally couldn't, couldn't touch my feet like couldn't I remember uh like anything like trying to lift my leg off the ground or like doing downward dog uh like I couldn't lift myself up and it wasn't it was more of the mind-body connection not that I didn't have the strength you know um but then uh so yeah yeah fast forward to that um went through uh learning having a good time it really helped me um I was also doing like the mace workout um throughout the summer that was what two summers ago now and um, yeah, moving in towards fall, uh, there was all like the COVID restrictions and everything. And I remember at the same time, uh, the gym started um, like adding like a, all kinds of mass regulations and like vax. Uh, they wanted to have like vaccination records and all kinds of stuff. And me personally, I you know I haven't been vaccinated, and that's whatever. And I'm not gonna really get into that much but uh, whole other topic for another day we're both right yeah, there yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah right now it just felt like it was um not great but also mentally i was having a tough time um i guess what i thought i had gained back through the summer um i hadn't really been supporting with my eating habits um but i also haven't hadn't been supporting with like my lifestyle choices and like drawing boundaries and stuff and like uh, while I was trying to take care of all, all of the stuff and do stuff that made me feel good, I was also falling back into the same habits I used to have um, and, like, using that as a crutch to ignore all of the other stuff in my life, you know? So, like, uh, I guess I should have started with the fact that, you know, I had a major mental breakdown. Uh, and it's hard to talk about, but, um, you know, I didn't have just one. I had two. And... Uh, I, I thought that I was good and towards the fall, I think it was the fall or almost the winter um, is when I left the medical center. Um, I had painted you, uh, I painted Drishti uh, and I also mm -hmm. remember giving you a banana phone because <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, I have both still. I have, I literally like our apartment just is so small that all, most of our artwork is in storage right now. But when in my last apartment, it hung in the hallway. I literally, it was in our art hallway and it is still with me. So is the banana phone. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, it just, it, it made me laugh. But uh, yeah, at that same point, like yeah, I was going through a tough time. Uh, I ended up, you know, uh, I don't know, like, I wanted to kill myself. I, you know, I tried to commit suicide. And, um, you know, my dad flew in. Uh, I never really realized how much, I guess I never really stopped to think how much people in my life cared about me. Uh, but my dad flew out the next day um, when I was going through a tough time there and checked me into a mental hospital. Um, I ended up staying there for 12 days. But the whole time I was there, um, I knew that, it wasn't medicine that was going to get me healthy or like help me get back. Um, it was the things that I was doing in my life that was going to help me change, you know? Um, so I started doing the sun salutations, um, the stuff that I had learned from you. Um, I had them like print out a, a uh, poster and put it on my wall. And every day I woke up, I did the sun salutations. And by the end of like being in there, I literally had six other people uh, doing yoga with me. And like, we would like wake up at like 5am. Like it was like a little crew, you know, I was there for 12 days. And uh, 
you know, I took that experience as not as a chance, you know, for me to get better. It was, but uh, also like how much while I was in there did I influence other people, you know, because I looked around and it was so sad. Like, I remember I would spend my whole days, like, just, like, drawing pictures and giving them to other people because I wanted to see them smile, you know? I didn't care yeah. about myself. And uh, I think that, you know, in there is when I had the biggest re realization that um, I was going to spend the rest of my career helping people, you know? Uh, but, yeah. yeah, so whatever, I got out of there. I, uh, what they don't tell you is, like, 12 days away from society in, a like, a medicated facility, you don't really learn how to get back into real life you know they just like drop you back at your house you have a bunch of intensive therapy where you have to log on to zoom but i got way more depressed because i didn't have a way to make money i had spent all of my money uh that i had saved for the summer like getting healthy and doing weddings and stuff like on paying for my mental health and then i didn't work so i had to pay all my bills and then I jumped into just helping people and doing the things that I only knew how to do. So I started cooking again, you know, and I started getting depressed and uh, eating bad. I fell out of yoga. And uh, so like, whatever, that was last year. And uh, I remember I flew home for Christmas and uh, my grandpa had passed away or maybe it was around the same time. Uh, but the last thing he had told me was be good. And uh, it made me think a lot because I hadn't really been doing anything good. Uh, I had been doing stuff for other people, but nothing really for myself. Uh, so I decided, you know, at, you know, I sat down and talked to my stepmom and, uh, you know, my mom. Uh, we sat down and we decided that we were going to do a little challenge together, uh, weight loss at Christmas. And uh, I literally went on uh, YouTube. I did the 30-day uh, yoga. Sorry, I'm getting teary-eyed. Uh, but I did the... Uh, I did the 30-day okay. yoga with Adrian. Like, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, the yoga with Adrian, like the center challenge. And uh, I stuck with it for 30 days. And every day, it, you know, Thursdays and, or uh, I'm sorry, Tuesdays and Fridays, I would still log on with you. So I would do double yoga that, those days. Um, and where I'm at now, uh, I changed my diet. I lost uh, almost 100 pounds. Um, I've been doing yoga for... 200 days straight and that is incredible yeah. uh but not only that sorry i'm getting emotional i like tear up uh, i don't really talk about this very much uh but also like just through like in those 200 days of little changes every day and sticking with it i feel like i'm a hundred percent different person like or not even a different person but the person that was inside uh before i told myself all the lies that i needed to to people or be the person I had to help other people you know or like to make other people happy uh so like I feel like yoga at the center of it like just changed everything you know it like allowed you to like have open space in your body uh but it like humiliated me like it gave me humility and I thought I had everything before but I realized that like I did but it, like I wasn't using it uh, the right way, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm getting like, no, I, it a little bit, but. I know exactly uh, what you mean where you had everything that you needed inside, but you weren't sure how to apply it or put it into application and express it. Yeah, yeah. Cause I had like yeah. been going against my values really my whole life. And I didn't know what those values were, but, uh, I think that like years of like emotionally, just like doing the things that were against like what's in your true heart, like, uh holds in your body and like uh eventually like you just start breaking down you know like emotional yep. stress like think about like when somebody does something that you don't like and you like clench your stomach or like you like clench your jaw uh every time you do that over and over again you're like you're like tightening your muscle and muscle and they like stay clenched and like the more and more you do that you just like break down you know it's like you need to face you it or you you're gonna fall under it you're gonna keep allowing that you can either stand tall and like allow it to flow over you like your water or you can be something that's going to stand there and break you know and be yeah. rigid and uh i don't know that's like kind of where i'm at now it's like this has helped me so much in my life so like why wouldn't i try to like at the very most to give it back to everybody else you know um, that's incredible like, yeah at the same time also during 
that same challenge, uh, you know, starting the, the third day with Adrian and then joining Yoga Mandali in Saratoga, beautiful place. Uh, that place has really been great. Another, you know, uh, my next step in teaching uh, from starting with you, if I wouldn't have had the base that you gave me, uh, I wouldn't have been able to move into like the place where I'm at now. And like, literally I couldn't tell you, uh, like I feel like I found my home there too. Uh, but separately, um, I started eating uh, just animal-based uh, and I had been like, you know, watching like Liver King and like I thought it was hilarious because I really like his message. And despite like what, what you may think about uh, his like uh, use of steroids and whatever, the guy is like living his life uh, to the fullest and he's preaching a great message. And all of those things like have helped me like every morning, even when I started in like January, at the same time I started doing things with my friends. We started getting outside, uh, community, uh, getting yourself in the sun, uh, every morning setting an intention, uh, writing in a journal, uh, taking a cold shower, uh, forcing yourself to deal with uncomfortability. Like it allows you to be more neuroplastic or neuro, have more yep, neuroplasticity neuro, in your brain. Neuroplasticity then, for sure. Like, you can just flow more freely, you know, like yeah. I look at like a year ago and I'll, I'll send you a picture later and you can maybe, I don't know how you can show it, but like uh, at Christmas time to the person now and just 30 minutes to, you know, like I do sometimes, like, like there's been times I've gone to three yoga classes in a day, uh, but at the end of it, like some days it's just 30 minutes of sitting and like closing your eyes and being with your breath and like connecting because that's yoga too, right? Isn't it just like, uh, like yokes or like, uh, like coming together, you know? Like I think mm -hmm. of like the same thing, like uh, when I'm fishing, I try to look at like symbolism and like the things that I catch. Like uh, for example, like uh, I'm a terrible fisherman, you know? And I say that to myself as a joke all the time, but like I'm just out there because I like having fun and I like being with my friends and uh, like, so I, I started catching pike and like, I've only caught five in my life, but each one has been bigger than the last. And like, it was a common thing that like, in my, in things in my life, I needed the, the lesson. Like, uh, you think of pike as like being this like huge, like, uh, predatory fish with sharp teeth and like, uh, but it like jumps at any bait, you know, like you can throw something in and like, you'll get one. And like, yeah. uh, but if you have to be confident when you stay on the water, um, but then when you think of the pike as having the, the reputation of being like stinky and like sharp teeth and gross, nobody really eats them. Like, but like I, my grandma like literally called me and was like, why didn't you keep that fish? That was awesome. Like, how <laughs> like cooked it. We have all these recipes. So like, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just like a big stinky pike, you know, like uh, yeah. not for everybody, but somebody will love me. We're uh, all pikes I know, I just, like, in that case. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I don't know. I try to look at things like the lesson and everything you know like what can i soften and learn like they're what is really the universe talking to me or god uh you know and how can i use this to like teach other people or help them you know yeah there really is a lesson in everything and i mean that speaks through every single thing that you just shared in your story which thank you for sharing because i mean i've known you since i don't know a, probably we're going on two and a half years now i think and yeah. I didn't know half wow. of that. Uh, and that's, I mean, it helps me even piece together like all the progress that I've seen in you. And it explains it all so well. Um, it's really true that we cannot show up our best for others. And, and I know you said that when you were in the facility after um, trying to take your life, you realized that you just wanted to help these people and you were painting and giving these people art and trying to boost them and isn't it funny that you were there because you needed support but you were still trying to support others and people there are certain people in life that are just givers they are givers 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 yeah and you, you are one of them you can't give until you give to yourself you know like because exactly. all of those things that i was giving giving to people were really just the things that i was doing for myself like when i sat down and the things that made me happy are painting so like why wouldn't i take this painting what am i going to do sit and stare at it forever Just yeah with you. but same and with cooking and what, can i say one thing before i, I don't yeah, want you to lose your thoughts but no, okay. uh, like cooking like i have a hard time like i like i need to make money right we all do like and we i would love do. to be a millionaire sure. and i want to charge a lot 
But, like, at the end of the day, isn't cooking just a labor of love? Like, I've spent so much time being stressed about, like, money on it. But, like, shouldn't we be giving it to people? Like, Oh, my God, I resonate with that so much. Like, nature nature is giving it to us. So why are we taking it and, and like, monetizing and selling it and charging? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, I love cooking, but I don't like being stressed about money for it. I don't like being able to not afford the things that I want to use to, like, cook. I feel like anybody should have, everybody should have access to, like, the same meal that I could cook. And that's how I cook for my friends. That's how I cook for everybody. You know, I go out on the ice, like when I'm ice fishing or in the, in the woods and I make a, a meal like I would the same exact at a fine dining restaurant that I've worked at, you know, like, yep. uh, that's just how I am, you know? But and I you know, something I think is important to remember in the midst of all of that is that Yes, finances. And I mean, this is something that I've never really come out and spoken about on my page, which I eventually will. I just don't feel like I'm in a place to yet because I'm still going through the growing and learning process myself. But finances, I do really feel like they follow when they follow falling into place when you are living in alignment with your true purpose. And I've noticed that as soon as I left the medical center, I shouldn't say I left, as soon as they fired me and they gave me no choice but to not be there, my finances soared. And not in the sense that I'm a millionaire yet. And I say yet because I fully believe that we are all destined for that type of greatness. But I think that it only comes when we are living in alignment and if we are constantly in friction with the work that we're doing, our surroundings, our environment. I don't think that it's possible if we aren't living I, I, in uh, It's and funny, harmony. the same, the same uh, time like I made this uh, like challenge with my mom or at, at like Christmas, um, I literally like we went to, or maybe this one was Easter. Um, I think it may have been, but uh, the, the pastor... And, like, I don't know about everybody's religion, but, like, I have, like, a different relationship. But um, I definitely, you know, I sat there with church with my family. And the pastor asked us to, like, write um, on a piece of paper, like, something that you were going to, like, let go of. Or, like, let go of your, like, um, obsession about or whatever. Like, I think it was Easter. And I remember I wrote uh, my relationship with money. Uh, because, A, I've always had, I've been, I have had, had a terrible time managing my own personal finances and like figuring out everything like because I always have so many dreams and want to do everything but I also have had a ton of medical debt and uh that has weighed on me so um I've had anxiety about paying that and stuff and like literally last year um I remember at Christmas at Christmas my I was helping my buddy all year last year it was the worst job I've ever had I hated it and uh you know sorry for saying that on something that people are going to see uh but no that's uh, okay that's okay no, i we like it no I mean, it's fine it. i want to say this uh, <laughs> but i wasn't living uh in alignment with what i wanted so my back was starting to hurt i was depressed i wasn't you know falling in line with things i needed um and then he laid me off literally at christmas with no notice and um i was forced literally at that time like because i didn't get approved for unemployment for months like, what am I going to do? What have I always wanted to do? I have all these skills. I've worked for all these people. I've helped. I, I won Best Chef in 2016 in Detroit. I opened, like, six restaurants in my career, and I'm only 33. Like, I was the youngest chef then. Like, I don't even want to do that anymore, but I can cook for anybody, you know? Why wouldn't I start doing it for myself? Yeah. So I just started talking to people. Telling people like I, I sold bone broth to you know a couple ladies in Saratoga. One Noel, she's like a great person. She supports me. I sell it to her every week still, and that's why you're getting bone broth this week. Actually, I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> and, uh, and that's another thing. Like I just make people. I make food and like I give it out. Like I love. Like I bring food to yoga all the time, and uh, I love seeing people like eat something and be happy. Like why wouldn't I do that? It doesn't really cost me any money. But the more I do those kind of things, the more I do things that, like, are in alignment with, like, uh, my heart, but, like, helping people and, like, making people shine, like, I feel like I'm taken care of. Like, my friends have jumped in and, like, allowed me to help them with work when I haven't had money. And, like, they didn't even know I was struggling, but they offered me, like, uh, hey, landscaping and all this hard labor and, like, stuff that I love. 
and being outside, but I get to fish also. Uh, I but, really, and, oh my goodness, I, I get chills seven. because it's, it's just, it's honestly, I mean, I can't think of anything but to explain it as God's work that we yeah. literally are taken care of when we just stop trying so hard. And and this isn't me saying sit back on the couch and don't work. Like, that's not what I'm no. saying. But you are putting one foot in front of the other every single day, even when you have no idea what that next step is. You're just yeah. constantly, and I think the, the... you are trying to move forward in motion. If you are putting that faith in, you know what, I have no idea where my foot's going to land, but I'm just going to keep moving forward. It's different. It is different than um, feeling friction. Like when you're going down a path and it's just like you keep getting doors closed in your face over and over and over. That's one thing. And you're just like. And those are like good lessons. Like why are these doors being closed? Yes. You know, like what am I not doing right in my life? Exactly. When you're showing up and you keep saying, I want to help people. And this is something that I've been journaling every single morning and praying that the work that I do, I want this to be the work that I do. I mean, your testimony in itself, like the power behind the work that we each have, like the calling that and dream that we each have is meant to cause a trickle effect of positive change. Just like the work I did for you and the work you've done for other people, it's, it's a trickle effect. And when you find yourself able to do that, there's no need to worry about the finances because it just works out. Um, not yeah. in a blind faith sense, but you're putting in the work and it's going to work out. So, well, because at really, the end of the day, money really doesn't matter. It like it's the no. stuff, like it's uh, life that matters. You know, money should just be something that like you are able to pay for the things that allow you to live a comfortable life. And uh, I think everybody should have access to that, but you have to work for it. You know, and the reason why you work, I think like the reason why you do everything really matters, like, because, uh, you can do things selfishly and like, that's okay. Uh, cause you need to be selfish sometimes. That's a great way to draw boundaries. That's a great way to start understanding like who you are and like what you need or what you want. But, uh, you need to really look at like those things. I think also at the end of the day and like, why, like, is this like, is this for me or is this for God? You know, like, exactly. Are you living in alignment? And and it's okay if like, like I know the word God like it gets people like weird, weirded out a lot these days. But like, uh, God is also like, is it for the greater good or like the community of everybody? Like, if is what I'm doing, um, like the like the pursuit of common happiness. I don't like, I don't know how to explain it other than like, is my full intention, uh, good? You know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, this is something that I've sat with a lot on this topic of, I, I, I grew up in a household where money was very mismanaged and I wasn't taught how to deal with finances at all. And because of that, like, I mean, this is embarrassing to admit, but like, I didn't have a savings account until I was in my mid twenties because I was just taught, like, you're never going to have anything to put in it. Like why open one? Like that's disastrous for someone to like be taught and and not to play victim but like that that's tough and like I had to get through that and figure out like okay actually that that I I needed what I needed to do was debunk that belief that I had been taught as a child um and it's embarrassing not embarrassing I guess I'm still I'm laughing at you for a different reason also by the way I feel like I've done the opposite in my life (laughs) go on (laughs) well I I, I always get nervous to admit this because we all have those callings that we feel like are just in us. Like you can just feel like this, this is where you're supposed to go. Yeah. It's almost like when a dream, like people say dream come true. You, you say like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm living a dream when something happens that you've always dreamt of. But for me, I, I don't feel like I'm living a dream. I feel like I'm living the life that I've always known that I was meant for living and when I speak about finances which I've never really spoken about so I'm thankful to Brandon for helping me break out of my skin on this one but I feel called to create money and wealth 
but not to have fancy crazy things like yeah I'd love to be able to provide for my family without the stress and anxiety that I experienced around finances growing up but I truly think that having that financial wealth behind me will allow me the freedom to do the actual work that I was meant to do in this life and so that's why finances are such a goal for me to get under wraps so that I'm not stressed about having to go to a nine to five that pays the bills, but prevents me from putting that time from nine to five into doing things that I know I truly am meant to do because of the impact that they're meant to have, you know? So that's, I I love your, um, I actually really like that you brought this up because I think that's very inspirational to hear and like, uh, like something that I like, I am an alliance, like, I think that truly, like, you have to, so I have two thoughts, actually. Am I cutting you off also? No, don't cut me, no, you're good. Uh, So, part of me, half of me wants to give up everything and just live, you know, just, like, have a cabin, uh, cut trees down, like, live off the land, go hunting and fishing, and, uh, you know, I am very humble. in that simplicity. There is beauty in that simplicity. And I know, and I actually very strongly believe that you know part of me may do that or could do that uh i feel like you know i may spend this summer even uh coming up here you know my my friends let me use their uh extra apartment but it's going to be rented this summer so i'm probably just going to camp all summer uh different places around saranac lakes you know and just see who i meet uh live life live under the stars i think that connection is great but i think that at the end of the day it's very important to have like a stable uh, home for your family, like in, in home being like, uh, like having money to be able to like not have that stress of like, can I afford this? And like, and it, and it doesn't have to be like the nicest car or the nicest clothes, but like, can I afford to live comfortably with like what we actually need, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that, uh, that goes back but to also the- like learning the mindset that goes along with like teaching your kids or your family that like, um, it doesn't have to be extravagant, you know? Exactly. And honestly, that goes back to what we were talking about where we tend to give, give, give from an empty tank, but it's very hard to show up when we are not filled first. And my, oh my gosh, every, and I'm still a dis, <laughs> dismantling this one. My ex would always tell me that I was selfish for taking care of myself first to that. I needed to know how to show up and and not be so selfish. Self-care was selfish. And I need, I had a hoodie. I think I've shared this before. I have a hoodie that says self-care isn't selfish. And it came in the mail. And the day I opened it and put it on, he was like, I hate that. I hate that sweatshirt. That should say um, helping others isn't selfish don't, or something like that. Don't you feel like, like the more like you do, like, and I know this, this does sound selfish, but like the more you do like, the stuff that like you're called to do, like going to yoga every day, like going to do things yes. where, like people notice and people want to do it too. And Amazing. That helps. And that but, lead by example. So the more you do it, the more you learn, like I learned from doing and like, I like feel very strongly now that like I could probably lead a yoga class if I wanted to, but mm-hmm. like maybe that may not be the right time or whatever. But I also feel like, there's teachers, learners, there's all kinds of different people in this world, you know, what is your calling? Just follow it, you know? Yep. And I think, so I think we get caught up, especially like as, as people like you and I are very similar in the sense that we're entrepreneurs. We always have another idea that we want to throw out to the world to help people. And like, we want, we want to make it happen. But I mean, when I was in Florida, I was sitting with this prayer a lot of like, what the heck am I doing? What, like, where is my work supposed to go? Am I supposed to be in Lake Placid? Am I supposed to be elsewhere? What am I doing? And I kept hearing the words over and over in response to all of my prayers that these words, I just kept hearing, um, rest in him right here and lead by example. And I'm not even kidding, like just over and over these words were repeated in response to me. And what was funny is, you know, those like neon lit up signs that are in a lot of restaurants and cafes these days. Well, right here was appearing to me like 
a neon sign with a red back glow and red is root chakra and yeah, so oh yeah. i kept I'm all about the chakra system actually like grounding and centered and, and home and i kept hearing rest in him right here and lead by example and you know what i did i started focusing on the people and things that were in my life at that moment by putting holy you out to my community not necessarily worrying about the fact that I don't have 10,000 followers, but putting it out to who is there and I'm running Holy U in July. And and I started doing more events and I'm doing my half marathon program. And it's just, I'm realizing that it's a lesson for people who are constantly striving to do more and be more and be bigger and like affect more people and have impact. But where we are is where we need to be. And we can have so much impact right where we are if we just stop trying to look so far ahead and we just look at what's in front of us yeah, and you, that's you how- kind of have to like cast a wider net and kind of see what you pull in you know yeah like, and it's hard that's where to I admit felt like in, in saratoga like i started like literally making broth for somebody then i started bringing food to the yoga studio but then i started talking to other people i started going to the community garden and now i'm doing the fire feast at the community garden it's for 300 people and i have two events that i'm doing for the yoga studio i'm also doing a retreat a paddle retreat uh 17 mile weekend with them the same weekend that we were actually going to do one uh they picked they like it just worked out where i didn't have enough experience to do the one i wanted to do and like it just fell in line where they needed food and a chef and somebody to tag along the whole time and this is what i want to do you know like so i really i really if I mean, if you're listening and you're someone like me and Brandon, who's always got that next idea, that big, great idea. I'm, just re- I'm it- reading in my journal. Like I started, like I wanted to start from the beginning of this year. So I yeah. grabbed my, my journal just to like have a, but like, as you're saying that right now, I look down and it says, uh, continue to pray, continue to grow, continue to move. If you're lost, fix something. And I thought it fit it. perfectly for what you were just saying, you know. Just do do some do something, and and you might have thing. this big great idea. And believe me, I have many of them, so many that I only pray, and I know they will come to fruition someday because I I keep the visions alive and I pray over them and I really try to co-author those realities with God. But yeah, there's ton- there's uh, tons of there's tons of stuff out there. Like if you want to. If you think you already have everything or you, you're feeling like uh, it's all been taken away or whatever, like read Job, you know, uh, yeah. or like uh, Ecclesiastes has some good uh, the word of David, like uh, the Lamentations is, are great. And uh, like the Psalms are all really helpful. Like I found, but, you know, honestly, this year you were saying about like your root chakra. Um, so my goal this year uh, was to focus on the water uh, chakra, the sense of self, my sacral uh or solar plexus right and um so i started doing uh om namah shivaya and uh like chanting in the morning and then i would do mm-hmm. om meditation uh looking at the sun like i would sit outside every morning um but that's when i started catching pike and then i started uh getting out on the water and like because when i started ice fishing this year i was terrified of the ice i was so afraid to be out there i was afraid of the water um and i literally like a month ago i bought a canoe and like I like have been out like fishing all kinds of stuff like but spending the time out there by myself and like uh, but I really uh, want, wanted to master the water element or my sense of self and I think that that's like a relationship where you can take yoga into life like mm-hmm. uh, what can you challenge yourself with you know like being a fire sign or Aries like I know like my head's up you know red is always up like. Uh, I can start a fire anywhere. That's one of my skills, you know, but like, how do I extinguish it? How do I keep it grounded and level? And that's water, you know, by remaining, you know, your head can have all these ideas, but like, where's your sense of self? And that's like your heart, you know? Yeah. I think it's immensely powerful when we have dreams, we carry them with us and we strive for them, but we just take one step at a time because it's so easy to get overwhelmed and think, oh my God, I can never do that. But I mean, look at Brandon, where he started and where he is now. And for me, I mean, you, if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I haven't exactly, I stepped into this place that I am now. Like it's been a journey. It's been one step at a time in different chapters. So I really encourage you if you are listening to 
take this as hope that you are exactly where you're meant to be and with one step at a time you're getting to where you are absolutely meant to be going um i do want to ask brandon a couple questions to expand off of this story that he originally shared because i think that they're really awesome topics um let me see here which one do i want to start with so you said when you got to the facility that you spent 12 days in um you i kind of wrote down the beginning of the quote and you'll remember it when i say it but you said it you knew when you got there it wasn't medicine that was going to help you it was the things in your life and i think that that's such a powerful knowing to expand on here because i do think that we live in a world that someone would go to that facility and just take maybe the medications that they give which i'm not saying that they don't have a time and a place to be helpful um, right people but you had this knowing and I think that that's really powerful because I do think that there is a level of work that can be done in this realm I mean I've been suicidal you've been suicidal like we both know that space and I came through it without medication thankfully um I don't know did you end up ever wind up taking medication yeah I actually left there I was on seven different things uh, okay it took me almost it took me almost six months to clear my body and like mind of like feeling like I wasn't myself honestly and I've gone you know since I was you know since this whole thing started or like when I uh first was you know I guess I when that day I went hiking and I the next day I woke up I couldn't talk or anything um like I've been put on so many I had been put on so many different medications and uh what you said asking me that quote um I think that like really was the point that I like and I think about that moment a lot. I wanted to go to, I wanted to go somewhere to practice the things that I knew would help me. Like I knew that doing art, uh, journaling, uh, yoga, uh, all that stuff would help. But the thing that I really think was missing was community. And um, I like never really felt that way in my life before. I felt kind of like an outsider. Um, I didn't really trust telling people things because you know, my whole life I felt like I've just been full of disappointment. Uh, and that's like a whole different story. Um, and there's been tons of like adults and like stuff that have like let me down in my life. And like, I didn't really know how to like deal with that until I was hit with like, none of your life is working out the way you want it to or like think it should, you know? It's all taken away. And like, but I was sitting in the hospital and I was like, all right, here's all the things that make me feel happy. All of these things I can do here every day. Like I can go outside for the two walks. Like we got like a mile a day in. I went to art class. I did art every single day. I woke up early. I prayed. I uh, have a prayer I say every day. It's a version of the Lord's Prayer that I like kind of made up for myself, um, which I think is very impactful. I think having your own spiritual relationship is something that will go a long way in your life. even if you're, you know, if you're dedicated to something, uh, believe that there's something else out there that's directing everything, you know, because it really, uh, it really does. It really is out there. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, but you know, like, uh, eating healthy, all that stuff is like things that they don't teach you in school that like, even that like, I feel like you should like, what does a routine do that like, your mind, your, your thoughts are like, not you, you know, they're just like a routine of the way of dealing with problems, right? Learned, learned routines. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts are there to like, uh, help, help you solve things, help, help you solve problems. But if your problems have always been shitty, I don't know how to say it any other way. They've been shitty in your life. (laughs) Like you've been dealing with stuff where you're apt to like, look at the bad. That's how you're always going to respond. So like, you need to change that, you know? Like, but you also have to remember you're not those thoughts. Yeah, you are not like, your. Th- One of my clients loves saying that she repeats over and over, "I am not my thoughts. I am not my thoughts." And it is, it's true. You're not your thoughts. Depending on our experiences, like Brandon shared, he had a lot of experiences that, like, those shaped us. And as we were growing up, experiences shaped us. They helped wire beliefs and pathways. And that's the work that I do in Holy You. 
um, my five-week program, which I'm so excited to start up again in July, but um, we re-engineer this process of decision-making and leaning on society's pressures and people around us to to live the life that we're we're told we should live, but we re-engineer that because these learned ways of problem solving or making decisions, they maybe or probably don't really serve us all that well once we come yeah, into adulthood. You grow out of it. Yeah, survive. I, think I, I don't remember who said it or whatever, but like the things you learn like while trying to survive, like don't necessarily like serve you when you're doing well, you know? Yeah, like, when we're surviving, we have to react a lot differently yeah. than when we're thriving. It's like, two very you know, different around, ways of You don't thinking. really have to survive if you like, you don't really have to like survive anymore, even without money. Like I, I totally feel like if I make a challenge myself to like just do things based on like how can I help people and can I still live, I probably could. Like you could, I know you, you know, could. Like, it's not probably. Today, I know today you I'll could. shovel your whatever your I'll do your landscaping and then can you feed me dinner because and can I sleep here's on your the couch? Thing. You know, like if, here's the living. thing: if you're helping someone, it means that you are filling a need for someone. And where there's a need, there's possibility. <laughs> there's exactly. a solution there's that possibilities literally everywhere. You just endless possibilities. And I feel like yoga has opened me up to like, what else am I like? You know, like, and I, did, I you know, my Instagram is Chef Humble, and all the time I, I think about like, uh, like I'm really limiting myself to like being this like person. But like, I like to think of it as being the chef of humility. Because you know what? I was just thinking that you are not just cooking up food. You're cooking up change. You're cooking up real impact for people. And I, I just, I think that that's powerful because you're not sitting in this box that society would have a typical chef sit in. You're I don't even really like up. cooking. You know, I just yeah. I, mean, I like making money, but like, I really love connecting with people. And I like being able to like, when I like think of the people I cook for, or like go to like I like eventually like when I I'm like part of their family like I like just hanging out and like making good food because that's what inspires me to make good things but I also like I always give them art or like uh try to like keep in touch and like because I like I generally care and like I think that's like what's missing in a lot of this like I remember like all these restaurants I worked in you never see the guest you never see like the impact you make on them you never see uh, like the, the smile on their face out of the thing mm -hmm. that like you literally spent like you know how stressed I've been in my life making food for people that like I could care less about and like now I care about everybody uh, so I try to just choose a few people to share that gift with because yep. you know it takes a lot out of me you know yeah. but I also I don't know You're honing your impact special, to where you know? it's going to matter the most for exactly sure. Exactly. But I also take care of myself a lot more. So I cook all my own meals, you know, like uh, I cook for my friends. I love eating. You know, I just ate a whole pint of strawberries sitting here at Nori's. I love uh, it. So on that topic, I can't even resist talking about this a little bit. And we have a couple more minutes yeah, before sorry. we have to start wrapping up. No, that's okay. I wish we could go on forever and ever, but and this probably won't be the last time that we have Brendan on the podcast, um, but I want to expand into that and how transitioning into animal base changed your life. Because I mean, I've shared on my podcast and if you haven't heard, go back in episodes, like you'll hear why I transitioned there, especially as someone who dealt with an eating disorder growing up, how kind of taboo that was to come out and say, Hey, like I've decided to eat this way. And it's not the typical, quote, recovery story that you would hear where I'm not just out there eating donuts and ice cream free willy-nilly and, like, not stressing about no, it. I, I actually think your story is pretty powerful. I love – I love you shared it with me a long time ago, and I, like, had always took it to heart, you know, because I've dealt with similar in my life. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, name, but. it's – in society, it's really taboo to be someone from – the eating disorder recovery space and come out and say, Hey, like I don't endorse the typical recovery process that's going on in society. Have I been in that route? Yes, I have. I went to therapy. I, I saw a registered dietitian. I saw a therapist specific to that issue and that healing. And it didn't 
it, it did not impress me at all what we're doing for people going through that too. And no, I actually food. sitting uh, sitting at the hospital uh, when I was there every day. Um, there were people that would be break they would break down because there wasn't food that was healthy, delicious, and good. You know, like how hard is that? Like even just salt, That's pepper, and searing chicken like in a cast iron people. pan, like tastes Ugh. good. I don't understand why you can't do that or like serve that to like people who are in a mental hospital. Like, is and that is like food is medicine. Food is medicine. Food is medicine. Look at the color. Look at the color of these strawberries. You know, like I actually I bought. You know, so I bought strawberries from the farmers market this past weekend, and today is one of my days to do a reel for carnivore crisps. Which, which side note, if you have never had carnivore crisps. They are the original American-made, grass-fed, sustainably sourced meat chip, and all they do is salt and the grass-fed meat. And I know. Phenomenal. I want to. I just can't afford them. <laughs> phenomenal. You can, though, because I can give you a discount 10% right, off with, with code HOLY, W-H-O-L-L-Y, if you are listening. Definitely check them out, carnivorecrisps.com. I, I love the I, uh, tend to be the person that like gets really, like, I eat a lot of something, and then I'm like, all right, how can I make this? <laughs> well at least try them you got to try yeah, them no, i can't wait i want i really do want to try it so and i'll drop the link in my show notes for everyone listening but today yeah, maybe you I can am, trade me for some bone broth yeah i'm scheduled to make a um a strawberry cobbler with just their chicken flour i'm gonna kind of make up like a crispy chicken butter topping for the top of it and you won't even know it's chicken flour but i'm so excited to make that later today your strawberries sounds delicious. Yeah. yeah i'm I'm very excited about it but anyway back to speaking about animal based so everyone i mean i won't share most of my story here because i've shared it before I go back and podcasts and listen um i share how i do it how i feed both me and mike my boyfriend who's like eats so much on he animal based <laughs> like he, he eats so much um, so you can hear all of that, but I really want Brandon to share his take and the impact it had on his life because I am such a believer. I can't wait to raise my family like this because it's just, I've never found anything in life that's helped me thrive so much when it comes to Holy food in the kitchen. I like, uh, so like in the beginning, I really didn't understand the impact it would take or would be on my life. Um, I had just seen, like, I'd wanted to change my diet. I had, this had been coming up in my life, just like, this is how I feel like God works for me all the time. Uh, things reappear as messages and things that you're like interested in. And then you're like, hmm, maybe I should apply that to my own life. You know, uh, maybe that's why it's being shown to me. Uh, so literally I like, uh, I, I, um, just at the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, I'm just eating meat and fruit and dairy. And uh, so I started doing that. I was eating way too much in the beginning. Like I was very hungry uh, because my diet used to be terrible. Like I used to eat like maybe two large pizzas sometimes and like wing, also wings. And like, I would also drink a lot of pop or soda, whatever you guys call it in New York. And uh, <laughs> you know, from Michigan. And uh, like, it was just, I would always like, I would always eat so much. I just remember always eating like, and feeling terrible all the time, like no energy, waking up in the morning, like couldn't wake up in the morning. Uh, it took three weeks to change my diet. I feel strongly believe that if you can't be miserable for three weeks, then I'm sorry. You know, like I feel like anybody <laughs> could do that. Like there is a ever, process. Have you ever been broken up with? You know, like have you ever like? <laughs> and lost I will your job? say, just as a side note on this, because I think it is an important thing. People think like, okay, I'm going to eat animal based and I'm going to feel better overnight. No, I mean, even I, like, I was eating quote healthy before I even went animal based. So Brendan and I can kind of be opposite ends of the spectrum. I was eating quote healthy, and it took me probably. A good week to a week and a half like that's like say half the time that it took Brandon but Brandon was on a different end of the spectrum of like what he was eating beforehand and it still took my body time to adjust I remember I was in Colorado when I started eating like this it was when we were cleaning out Mike's parents house and I ate an entire steak for dinner like just I didn't even worry about how much meat I was eating I just ate the entire thing that night I literally was so sick I sat by the toilet for like an hour just like in so much pain feeling like cold sweats I would I thought I was gonna puke I hurt like 
I was like, Mike, I think I'm dying. And of course he was just like, uh, like you're, you'll be fine. Like <laughs> fast asleep. Like he can eat a big steak. No problem. Cause he ate the same exact thing. And I was like, why am I feeling like this? But my body was not used to processing that much fat and protein at one time. So, I mean, at the same time, like I did do the same thing that Brandon did where I was eating way too much at the beginning. Like I, I was eating way too much of the foods that I was eating and not to say that like you have to restrict yourself, but it takes time to calibrate. So it, like Brandon said, yeah, if there, you there is like resources struggle. out there. Like I can't remember. I remember in the beginning, I figured out like how much fat I needed, how much protein I needed. Yeah. And like, now I just go with how my body feels, um, yeah. you know, and like, I honestly think like you can always enjoy tacos, like get your taco on, you know, a tor a corn tortilla <laughs> well, isn't going to hurt you very much, it, but it, it has to be. Balanced. Like when I like, when I cheat, like, I guess you'd call it a cheat meal, but like, I don't even think that because I always get like, I love pork carnitas, but it's just pork roasted with pineapple and like corn tortilla, like and some sour cream. Like I don't- You know what crazy. I think of it as? I think of it as days where I am mindfully choosing to eat differently. Well, I eat the, I eat the way I do because I want to be able to enjoy myself when I want to enjoy myself, you know? Exactly. And, like, and then uh, the this diet allows foods. me, like, I don't even have to really think about it. Like, uh... I eat like probably one to no, I probably eat two pounds of meat a day. Like no joke. Like I, I eat like four burger patties for, for lunch and like I'll, I'll use organic mustard because I love mustard and uh, I usually have some fruit and then I won't eat again till dinner. I'll usually have like a steak and some more fruit and that's, that's really it. Like, and tell I me, Brandon, what I are don't the even feel hungry. What are the, and that's, that's the key. So that was the like, biggest key for me. I stopped now, having the urge. When I eat, when I eat carbs now, like when I eat like a bunch of potato, like, cause I'll, sometimes I'll have like, uh, fries that are like fried in beef tallow or whatever, or like even just French fries, like out somewhere. Like if it's like a home, if it's real potato, I don't, I despise canola oil. Uh, but sometimes you have <laughs> yeah. to have it, you know? Like you just can't get away from it. It's society. I, you know, yeah. like I don't live, I don't live in a cabin, you know, yeah. uh, but like, uh, I feel so full. Like I can, like, if I eat a carb, like I feel like I can like a, something that's not fruit, like if it's potato or like, uh, even like uh, flour tortilla or something, like I'll literally be full like the whole day. So that, and that's where the biggest thing came for me. I, my urge to binge went away. And that is something that I lived with for over 25 years of my life where I would just constantly get these cravings and urges I wish to that binge. would go away from me. It will in time, I promise you, because your body reset and it depends on the yeah. duration it, of the no, time. No, it actually isn't that like now. And now when I binge, it's like, uh, like I'll eat like a meat stick and I'll be like, oh, man, I'm so full now. <laughs> yeah. But on, honestly though, the only times that I ever find myself having those cravings or urges is when I am not eating in an animal based way. And I notice that because the nutrient density is different and it's my body saying, Hey, you need to give me more of something because you didn't give me the nutrients that I actually needed. And it's That's literally my so true body speaking to me and it's so powerful but um i do want to just hear brandon like a few things like a few of the biggest things that you noticed going to animal base like two um, or three things that were the biggest changes for you if you want like just like from december until what is it what are we in june we're in june uh, yeah. yeah i've lost 97 pounds damn so i mean true. there's that but i've noticed like my you skin haven't starved yourself have you i no i eat more probably like yeah. I, like what i realized during the beginning is like it's it's hard to get your balance like you'll eat three meals a day like you'll eat like a full like a lot of protein a lot of fruit maybe some vegetables you'll probably cheat here and there like you won't like you know what i'm saying you won't get it all the way yeah. so like the second week gets a little easier you get into more of a routine third week you realize like scrambled eggs are fucking delicious i'm out of everything <laughs> you know like i can eat a fried egg on anything we literally then, average four to six dozen eggs a week here. That's crazy. I, I get like probably four, four dozen eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's just me. <laughs> and uh, I probably go through a pound of bacon. Uh, I get like a pound of sausage. And then I get like four patty, four things of the four patties of like the uh, grass-fed beef. Um, but also like I feel like eventually you'll get into like what can I eat every day? 
and you start to learn that like food is not something that you need to obsess over. Food is something that's supposed to be nourishing to you. It's a nourishment. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just something that you have to do just like breathing and drinking water and like taking care of yourself. So like fill yourself with good things that taste, you know, they can taste good, but it has to be simple. Like if you don't know the ingredients on the back of the label, don't buy it. You know, like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Just like, don't pick it up. I don't understand what you're doing to yourself. It should be one ingredient. Whatever you're eating should just be that one ingredient. I mean, now take those ingredients and put them together to make a nice like combo, like a, a nice slab of burger with some cottage cheese on top. But the the thing that gets me is we pick up these things in the store to eat and they have like 50 ingredients and i'm like that's so unnecessary because you're honestly for I- time you're trying to save time well do you know how fast you can make uh like a uh, half pound of ground beef in some with some scrambled eggs like i do so that I'm all the time i'll just yeah literally like heat up the pan really hot sear it salt yep. pepper drain the oil and then you add a little pat of butter and four eggs because that's what i usually eat and that's even and, like, fancy. You scramble it up. He's doing the fancy technique i just throw the meat in toss the eggs in and scramble it all up <laughs> if you want the, the meat way. what you don't sear the meat first no i i throw it all in together oh that's wild nope everything together wild. i like it <laughs> i like your style mike loves my meatballs he's like i've never eaten meatballs like this before you literally just take meat and you make it into balls and you just cook it remember when you drank all that carrot tea that was funny yes oh my gosh he's I'm, still I'm talking trying about to that. do that for the, the the paddle thing that i'm doing actually that's a, that stuff was good um brandon did our private uh catering for the couples wellness retreat Haley and I hosted back in February in Lake Placid and the food was amazing and he made this like carrot ginger tea um that Mike was just like guzzling he just loved it so much it was great um but yeah so I mean this will definitely not be the last time that Brandon comes on the podcast but I just want to thank him for sharing all that he did and being so vulnerable and open about giving a testimony to how powerful it can be when you take responsibility. That's really what Brandon's story is all about. He took responsibility for what it was he was facing. He decided not to fall under it. He decided to get up and face it. And I think that it's a a really strong message of you can do anything you set your mind to. And I say that all the time and it sounds very uh, like head in the clouds, but it it's not. It's true. You can set your mind to anything and do it, especially when you are bringing the strength that comes from God behind you with it. So I really hope that that helped whoever's listening in some way, shape, or form. Um, thank you, Brandon, for your time. And I'd encourage yeah, that anyone who wants to get in touch with Brandon, he's on Instagram as Chef Humble. His website is chefhumble.com. He is the one of the best chefs. I would say the best chef I've ever experienced. His pizza. Oh, we're gonna do a um we're gonna do a sourdough <laughs> of course. A sourdough pizza, hopefully yoga event down near him in Saratoga. So if you're in the Saratoga area, definitely keep an eye out for that. We're working on a date and finalizing all of that. But um definitely some events to come one of the first sessions that he came to at the fitness center when we were still working in person he came in with a pizza like he just brought me a pizza and i went home that day i was like so funny because uh i was like brought me a pizza and i don't even know what to think about it (laughs) you want to know how many yoga teachers would say that now also (laughs) because that's what i like that's how i am i like like you've shared like people share with me something that helps like you've sh- like you've done yoga and like giving me something that like has changed my life you know and like why wouldn't I share like the gift that I love taking care of people you know like that that's it. what friendship is isn't it yes you it know? is I don't know yes and like that's is. how no, you I... also start like becoming friends with people you know yeah you like, just give and then oh another time give, this give so... selfishly or selflessly yeah. selflessly, selflessly. um another time uh, just another funny story about brandon giving me random food um so i hadn't yet connected that he was at the stagecoach and i had a private yoga party from the stagecoach 
and they were doing a bridal party yoga session with me and they show up to the yoga session and I hadn't even connected that they were at the stagecoach. Like I was just all over the place. I just was showing up and teaching this yoga class and they show up and they brought this box and it had a burrito and a yogurt parfait in it. And they were like, oh, the chef told us to bring this for you. And I was like, like, and this was probably not too long after the pizza. And I was like, what is it about being a yoga instructor and people just randomly giving me pizza, like pizza and food? And like, I don't get what's going on. And then I realized it was the same person and Brandon had packed this food from breakfast and he heard that I was the teacher and he sent it with them to me. And I was like, oh my God, this guy is definitely staying in my life because <laughs> he's keeping yeah, me hooked on this food. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just so funny. And so that's just the kind of guy Brandon is. He's always, he has bone broth for us this week. I'm so excited. Your bone broth is phenomenal. It's the best broth ever. Um, mine just, again, mine is just throw the chicken in a pot and cook it with a little bit of vinegar to pull the nutrients out but then brandon yeah, me, too, me too i just have more experience you know brandon is that on steroids so it just tastes better but um if you do want to connect with brandon i highly suggest that you check him out if you need a private chef for an event or anything fun and something that is aligned with who he is then definitely uh reach out because he's your guy but Um, I'm so thankful that he came on today. If you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to share this with your community. Maybe tag us on Instagram stories, share your biggest takeaway. I love seeing that this work is impacting people that are listening. And of course, your your reviews are always appreciated. So if you want to keep an eye on this podcast and hear when new episodes come out, we have some exciting guests coming up this summer definitely um, hit that five-star button on the podcast and turn on that little alarm button to let you know when episodes drop. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Brandon. And thank you guys. uh, I had so much fun. Yeah, we'll sign off and see you again next week. We'll see who we have on the podcast. I'm not sure what's up next week, but we'll see. And I'm so excited for it. So thanks so much and talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye, Anna.